This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 25 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host Andy. I'm Pat. And I'm Eddie. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads. This episode is coming to you on location from Lake Okaboji. All right. All right. We're live. Well, we're on location. We're live now. We're alive. We Maybe we won't alive. be when this is. <laughs> Who knows? Depends if anything comes out of that lagoon over there, Lake Monster. There's two lagoons. We are lagoon flanked. I hope the creature from the black lagoon doesn't show his face around here. Right? Well, luckily These are for more us, green. it's kind of green. Yeah. Kind of mossy. <laughs> it's a mossy, foamy. There's some the gl- monster from Boggy Creek. Yes. It, it, it is a bog back there. It's very boggish. It's very boggy around here. Um, but yeah, like Andy had said, we are on location. We did a family well, a camping weekend with our families over at Lake Okoboji in Iowa. And we thought, what a be- great time to record an episode. And we're here in north central Iowa and beautiful weather. We were a little worried we'd even get up here. Yeah. It's been raining all week. And yeah. it's just been top 10 days oh. since we arrived. This has been like a like a grade A perfect day. Top 10. Yeah. One of the top 10 weather days of the year for sure. 68 degrees. But as nice it is as it is outside, I'll tell you what, coming out of the tent three times last night to relieve myself, <laughs> yes. I, uh, I I just uh, kind of made a, a beeline for that tree right over there, actually. I should yeah. just probably tell the kids not to play behind there. Don't play <laughs> on that tree, kids. This <laughs> guy, get off that tree. It's going to smell funny. It's, it's well watered, I'll tell you that. <laughs> anyway, I was out here relieving myself in the middle of the night a few times last night, and it's it is dark out here, man. Yeah, it is a million stars, but still it's dark, and I'm facing the woods, and I'm just wondering, you know, what could possibly maybe be staring back at me. This is one of those locations where that your imagination just catches fire. There's a lot of cool environments, uh, like we said, bogs, forests, lakes. There's just a lot of a lot of fun stuff going on. You know, one thing I was going to do before we got up here, it was just kind of a crazy week. I was going to look in the BFRO's database to see if there are any Bigfoot sightings up around here. Oh, that we should do that tonight, though. At one point in history, there had to have been. I, I mean, there just it. had to have been. There's yeah, too much seems, forest. There's yeah, too much woods. Yeah. It seems like, you know, he shows up just about anywhere. That was one of the things we had kind of walked away with was if, if there was a habitat that could support one or a group, then that would, then most likely there would be, at least on some level. And this is totally like habitat rich i mean there's deer there's all sorts of vegetation all and water kinds of deer. yeah we probably saw like six deer this morning yeah who were unafraid yeah no no qualms about us being around yeah no and well you said the deer this morning didn't even get off the road they just kind of mean mugged you and kind of stepped to the side and kind of puffed out their chest and what yeah well what? We, we showed up a little late last night and so we didn't uh pay for we actually are taking up like three different tent sites and we went to pay for a third site this morning, Eddie and I did, and we kind of pulled the car up to the little drop box. It's all kind of done on your honor system. And where we pull up to the drop box, there's three deer standing there. Yeah. We pull up, 
get out of the car and they just kind of look at us and go what? on their merry way. They're like, "What do you, what do you guys want?" They back, backed off just a little bit, yeah. bit, but maybe twenty feet at most. Unafraid. Yeah. Yeah. And they just ignored us. Unperturbed. Went about their business. Yeah. And then uh, also earlier today, we had went out on the lake and there was this great little like small dock and a little private beach off to the side and once again talk about like potential of just like creatures and you know animals and stuff there's you know everything from fish to hawks we saw an eagle on the way here i mean it's just like there there are just animals everywhere there's a heron or a crane or something right across the lagoon there half the day this thing's the size of a six-year-old yeah you know mean mugging us from over there it's like four feet tall (laughs) i'm not sure if uh squatch is into you know birds birds so much as seafood but he probably keeps them as pets (laughs) <laughs> you know, Sasquatch has his little parrot on his shoulder. He, he names them. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I saw a Sasquatch with a parrot on his shoulder like a pirate. Come here, Eleanor. <laughs> but Where have you been? It's fun just getting the kids out here, though, just out in in nature, just kind of away from the video games and the screen time and, and just kind of watching them play around uh, on the, what, what do they call that, the... It's like a tightrope kind oh, of the thing. slack line. Oh, slack the slack line. line. Yeah. yeah. And they've been playing around on that. They've been playing frisbee. It's just kind of good to get outside and enjoy the great outdoors. And, you know, looking forward to, to tonight. Last night, Sky had a glow stick. And once I gave that to her, she's like, everywhere she went, she had her glow stick. Glow stick? She's been asking <laughs> me about glow sticks all day today. She's so excited to get more glow sticks tonight. We're going to pop those suckers out. Yeah. And we're going to have a little campfire. We're going to tell some ghost stories. You know, just probably keep it keep it simple for the kids you know just nothing too uh too terrifying you know so they'll all sleep well but it'll it'll be a good time we're looking forward to it we don't want to traumatize the kids i remember uh, there was a a birthday camp out and this is you know back near omaha if anyone's familiar with omaha area hummel park and there's a urban myth urban legend uh about the cannibalistic people uh, pale-skinned people who live in inside of Hummel Park. Albinos! So, Albinos! <laughs> but, so I'm like, I don't know, all of eight years old maybe, I'm at this sleep out, and, and the kid's mom tells the story, uh, not so much as hinting that it was uh, just a tall tale. She made it seem like it was real, mm. and then it was at the end of the night, and she was like, well, good night, sleep sleep tight, everyone. Did yeah. not sleep a wink. Had to, had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and I'm out there, you know, looking around, you know, thinking any second some creature's going to come out of the woods and eat me. So, yeah, I'm thinking we'll probably keep it PG tonight. Yeah. So, Sky, my daughter, she's only four, so that she's not up all night long. I was telling you earlier, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that. Everyone was taking naps, and you had you were out fishing with your son, and everything was just uh, kind of mellow, and it was just me and Sky here at the campsite. I really had to go to the bathroom, and so I said, "Hey, Sky, just hang tight here at the picnic table. I'll be back in you know just 30 seconds." And she's like, okay, Dad, if Bigfoot comes, I'll, I'll say hi to him. And I said, okay, you do that, honey. And her eyes got really big, and she got really quiet and serious, and she said, I'm coming with you, Dad. <laughs> changed her mind just like that. Well, this is super, as we've, as we've learned the word, this is super squatchy looking. I mean, it really is. I mean, this is, you could easily picture seeing a Sasquatch just, just tromp right through those woods yeah, right behind Pat. It's a pretty heavy, heavily wooded area. Um, you, you know, one of the things that that made an impression on me about this place is it, it's so boggy like we were talking about earlier and you know i'm thinking about lizard man yes i'm, I'm thinking about beast of boggy creek yes you know, uh just just kind of the wet uh habitat that's around here um 
I don't even know where I'm going. The Creature <laughs> from the Black Lagoon. Like, this is one of those things that it does kind of stoke the fires. Because I was, I was actually doing a little bit of, like, I'm going to put air quotes research. But, like, <laughs> trying to figure out, like, what was the inspiration for the Creature from the Black Lagoon? Because that thing wasn't, like, the Loch Ness Monster. It wasn't, like, some dinosaur. It was, like, a manfish. Yeah. Like a merman for all you He-Man fans out there. That's basically what the creature from the Black Lagoon was. He, he was on some river down in Brazil, I think, or somewhere in South America. Is that where the movie was set? I, I Is that what it was? Where it was yeah. Set. Yeah, some deep in some river. And uh, we're going to break a little bit of format, I guess, on this one. We're not going to be doing our segments as we would normally because we're kind of on location and we wanted to just kind of give you something kind of raw. Yep. But uh, but with that, I mean, there was a movie that came out recently. I think it's called The Shape of Water. And it had a lizard or a fish man in there, too. And I just wonder about the the uh, the uh, or, or origins of the of the like lagoon monsters and stuff like that. Like, well, and the, the main creature, the, the main character in that movie was uh, I mean, it was a classic lagoon monster. And, yes. and that, that movie, by the way, The Shape of Water, it mopped up all the all the awards. Yeah, all the awards. Movie of the year. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. In yeah. theaters. It was great. Nah, I, I need to watch it. Yeah. I've been meaning it was, to. Yeah, it's kind of a very old-fashioned feel to it. It's mm-hmm. based in uh, 1920s, 30s, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's really well done. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, it's kind of fun, and, and our families are getting into it. You know, we're just sitting around the campfire all morning, all afternoon, and everyone's asking us when we're going to podcast, what we're going to talk about, uh, kind of wanting to be a part of it. Uh, we're all rocking our Paranormal Dads t-shirts today, too, Ooh. so we're going to post some pictures of that. Good and, plug. Yeah. <laughs> you can have one, too. Check our Facebook page for details. <laughs> anyway. I was just waiting for some somebody to come up and say, you know, see our matching t-shirts and say, oh, yo, you guys with some church group? And yeah, exactly. Hey, or yeah. kind of. We're with a softball team made up of misfits and monsters. <laughs> we just went out and bought firewood and ice and bait, and, and the guy didn't bat an eye at no. us. No. But Vic, he, he's, he's kind of a, uh, uh, an older gentleman, and, and I think he just kind of, uh, he runs his business. and He asks <laughs> we, no questions. We, we've stopped by and said hi a couple of times already, and um, very, um, how would you describe Salt of his? the earth. Yeah, but how would you describe his, his, uh, his bait job? Very, I mean, it, his very bait... characteristic of a bait shop. It's yeah. just like this little, almost like a garage. Yeah. And he's running a business out of it. It looks like a little house that was turned into a convenience store slash bait shop slash whatever you need it to be. It's a cool place. Yeah. And, and, he, and you, when you drive into the parking lot, you run over a little... Uh, you know, dinger, like a, a little, little dinger, dinger thing. little sensor, and that alerts him in his home he's to, to walk down the the path <laughs> to to see what you want, to see what you want to purchase. Yeah. It's very uh, small towny, but that's the kind of guy yes. that you want to talk to if you're trying to find cryptids and monsters and mysteries at a local place. You got to talk to the local guys like that because oh. yeah, he knows the scoop. And he he's dealing with all the people who are vacationing out here, the people who are hunting and fishing. Yeah, you know he he gets the scoop. Oh I'm man, sure. if I was to ride a paranormal story you have a guy like or i have vic in it like that that guy oh you think you've seen some things around here yeah i'll tell you a tale you and he was he had his suspenders on and he's sitting there smoking a cigarette as he's ringing us up yeah yeah exactly blowing the smoke in your face (laughs) y'all ain't from around here you look different. Super nice guy, though. Oh, I yeah, want to put that nice clear. Guy. Like super nice guy. Right to the point, though. Like there's not a lot, <laughs> not a lot of fluff. Um, but yeah, this my, my, our family has come out here now. This is our second time out here. We've come to Okaboji quite a bit back when uh, Shireen's family uh, lived out here, 
but we'd always stay at their house. And so, uh, and we, one time we rented a cabin on the lake as a family, but uh, we thought it'd be fun one time to actually like tent camp in in this park. And we had such a great time. We were kind of excited to mention it to you guys and see what we could, you know, get going. And sure enough, we squoze, we squoze in, <laughs> squeezed in a quick uh, weekend right yeah. before, right in the beginning of fall. What a perfect time to come too. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's beautiful weather out. Um, good sleeping weather last night. I, I woke up very early this morning. Uh, it was like five o'clock. I had to go visit the bathroom. I got, got out of my tent and I was kind of shocked at how dark it still was. Yeah. And I thought, Oh, you know, I thought it was about time to get up. I look at my watch. It's like five till five. And so I go and, and once I, I, I had my bag with me cause I was just going to change clothes and, and get dressed for the day. And Went up there. I actually talked myself into taking a shower. We agreed we weren't going to take showers this week. I know too, Pat broke the rule. I broke the rule, and uh, came back out. And I thought, well, I'll get the fire going. I'll get some coffee going for when everybody gets up. And then I realized I'm just making way too much noise. Clanging around. You got more accomplished by 6:30 than we have all day long. <laughs> so right? I ended up sitting in my car for like an hour, just waiting, kind of for the sun to break. And and, um, and then I saw my daughter get up early, and my wife came out shortly thereafter. And and so uh, we got up and got the the fire going and, and stuff like that. But um, just be- beautiful weather. Well, you blew your cover by taking a shower, man, because now, whether it's a lake monster or Bigfoot or any sort of a chupacabra or cryptid, they're going to smell you coming because you smell yeah. too dang good yeah, now. Yeah, he smells good. Yeah, he smells fresh and delicious. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I smell squatchy and nasty. I got to stick next to you guys. You can mask my scent. <laughs> Eddie was prepared. He didn't shower for a week leading up to this. Right. Nope. <laughs> Did nothing. Took my toothbrush, broke it in half, threw it, it, threw it in the street. In fine form, though, we have... Uh, kept up our tradition you know when we first the three of us first went out on a trip like this together we spent a lot of time at walmart we did because you know we stopped on at walmart on the way in to go on our bigfoot expedition because we needed some supplies and food and stuff like that yep and then uh after a couple of nights we realized it's cold out here we need more clothes so So we went back to walmart well sure enough you know Eddie and I, probably in the span of less than 12 hours, have been to Walmart twice. Twice. Uh, just picking up odds and ends and, and whatever. One of the big things that uh, my wife and I forgot were was our bed. Yes. And uh, <laughs> she, was, she wasn't too cool about <laughs> wanting to sleep on the ground, and I don't blame her. So, you know, I wasn't really excited about it either. So we yeah. went in late last night, picked up a, another inflatable mattress, and... Uh, but uh, that's just kind of par for the course for us. I think when we travel, we, we, I love <laughs> at, it. After Eddie made the comment that camping feels a lot like Walmart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, this doesn't feel like camping like I thought it would be, <laughs> as I'm in line. Um, the 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 cool thing about this too, though, for us as we talked about this on the dad side of things, is like we get so plugged in to the day in day out, go go go, do do do, b b b, and so it's so nice to literally. I mean, our phones don't work right out here. No. And 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 whether that's because of the paranormal <laughs> energy fluctuations or the fact that we have a network that doesn't reach this pocket, um, you know, even if someone wanted to get a hold of us, they really couldn't. Um, with any real meaning. And so it's really nice to be in a pocket like this where you can just pause everything. And just kind of try to forget about everything. Yeah. And just enjoy yourself. 
and you can know someone for years, but until you've spent like a like a, like a weekend like this where you're just around them constantly, you start seeing all those other little quirks and things that kind of poke out. It's really fun for me because it's like you you get to take your friendships to a whole new level. You or know, or they end, or the, or the, or the <laughs> you end destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> you just slam them on the ground. I didn't know Pat snored. Let's kill him. Yeah, I know, right? Get the pillow. <laughs> Get the pillow. <laughs> I'm afraid to hear that. So, oh I, uh, man. But it's it's no, but we all love each other. Our families love oh, each other. Oh, there's we're, no we're way. Pretty yeah. much just one big happy family at this point in time. But yeah, you 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 strip back the the layers of the onion when you spend any amount of time with somebody out camping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I went camping with a couple of buddies of mine. This was several years ago, and they're super nice guys, both of them. But I'd never been camping with them before, mm-hmm. so I made two big mistakes. Uh, they said, are you going to bring some firewood? And I said, yeah, I'm going to bring some firewood. So I went to the store and picked up like, I think it was one, maybe two of those little bundles that they sell at gas station. Yeah. So I got like maybe a dozen small chunks of wood at most. I meet him there at the campsite. They have their truck and behind them, they're pulling a trailer that is completely full of firewood. Yeah. Like they had, like they had chopped down a tree and cut it into pieces. Yeah. So I go, okay, I'm a little underprepared. Secondly, what I found out on that trip is both of them snore like, um, (laughs) One snored like a chainsaw, one snored like a brontosaurus. Oh, good. I got up at 2 o'clock in the morning and went home. Oh. Because I could not stand it. It was so loud, dude. I'm out of here. You just left. I just hung it up, dude. I was done. God bless them. You know, My I wished them goodness. well. Called them the next day. I think I left a note on their car. I was like, sorry. Sorry. Have yes. a good night, guys. I'm going home. I couldn't sleep. You're... One of you snores like an animal and one of you snores like a machine. I'm done. Yeah. None of that here. We no, just, no uh, snoring. You know, we just prepped our tents and... You know, tried to find some good flat, flat-ish spots, and <laughs> I discovered that acorns explode in fires, so that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an exciting uh, event. <laughs> my my daughter Sky, she found a well, she found an acorn on the ground, and she just kind of chucked it into the fire from a good twelve feet away. I was yeah. kind of impressed. Well done. And then a couple minutes later, we hear this loud pop, like popcorn. Yeah. Eddie, I saw the light bulb go off above Eddie's head. He says, we need 300 of these. <laughs> <laughs> and he dumps them all in the fire at once. Oh, it was so fun. It was and like, they did. They pop like oh, popcorn man. after a while. A couple of them did, like shoot up in people's faces. <laughs> they, yeah, they started shooting out of the fire pit. We had to back the kids up. And we backed ourselves up. Good times. Was, good times. Awesome. But speaking of good times... By the magic of editing, what we can do is tonight when we're telling ghost stories, we can record some of that. Oh, and yeah. Actually, right now, we're going to share some of that with you, and we'll get back to you in just a few minutes. So enjoy our uh, campfire with Paranormal Dads. Oh. Two workmen were sitting in a pub, drinking and arguing about which pub they should visit next. The Rose and Crown's the closest, said the first workman. No, the Elephant and Castle is closer, said the second workman. So they decided to go to the Elephant and Castle. But on their way to the pub, a ferocious lion, which had escaped from the zoo, lunged at them. But it was tranquilized by an anti-aircraft fire from a search plane overhead. (laughs) Stepping over the beast's body, they went on to the Elephant and Castle, thereby proving that the shortest distance between two pints is a strafed lion. Oh, <laughs> you know what time it is going to I appeal. Whoa, that's amazing. And my mom and dad had to kill me all for again. Is that a good angle? <laughs> yes. 
Because when I hear Andy's scary stories, All right. who wants my flash loot? Okay. Here we go, guys. Let's get Andy a little quiet so he can tell his story. What do you want to be about? Girls, what do you want to? Winnie, what spooky do you want to hear a scary story about? A ghost spooky story? No, spooky. Want to hear a ghost story? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Spooky ghost story. Do I have any boogers? Yeah. Lots. Lots. Yeah. Perfect. Are my tonsils? We should have those checked. We're healthy, I think. <laughs> okay, ghost story. Once upon a time, at a spooky house on Redmond Avenue, came home, and Zico was all frazzled. And he was panting, and he was upset, and he was scared about something. So I said, what's wrong, Zico? And he kept looking at the basement door. So I opened up the basement door and I walked down the stairs in my socks. And every step that I took, it felt a little bit wet, a little bit wet. And I got down to the bottom and I noticed that there was footprints all over the basement stairs and carpet. And they looked like the bottom of a shoe print somebody had walked around out on the snow and came into my house. So I looked out on the patio outside to see if there was any footprints in the freshly fallen snow. But there wasn't! And the door was locked. And it was never solved who was walking around the house with wet shoes. And I called my mom and I called my sister and they said they hadn't been over and nobody had been home. So I'm not sure why there was wet footprints all over the basement. But Zico sensed whoever it was. It really scared him. And the mystery was never solved. It was a rude ghost who did not take off his shoes in the house. Right. <laughs> moral, of the, moral of the story, take off your shoes. Moral of the story, <laughs> when you're a ghost, take off your shoes. Moral of the story, when you're going to break into someone's house, take off your shoes. Don't you want it because it's full of weird stuff. Okay, I got one. Uh-oh, Pat's got a scary story. This is called The Coffin. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> on a dark night like this, a young man was walking home on a dark, deserted street. As he passed the gates of a small cemetery, he felt as if he was being followed. Suddenly, he heard a bump behind him. Afraid to look back, he increased his pace Bump, bump, bump. The bumping behind him continued, getting closer and louder. Finally, unable to ignore the bump any longer, he turned around. Terror-stricken, he saw a coffin standing on end, bumping down the road from side to side. Bump, 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 bump. He started running for his life, but the coffin only kept coming, increasing its pace to match his. Bump, bump, bump. As the man became tired from running, the coffin began to get closer. The man grabbed a large metal trash can as he ran by and threw it at the coffin. Unfazed, the coffin kept coming and getting closer and closer. Bump, bump, bump. He finally arrived home. As he ran into his yard, he noticed an axe resting against the side of the house next to the woodpile. 
He grabbed it up and hurled it at the coffin, but it simply bounced off. The coffin followed the man up onto the porch and crashed down the front door the man had closed and locked behind him. Bump, bump, bump. He ran upstairs and grabbed his shotgun from where it hung on the wall, firing at the coffin as it came through the doorway. Still now, partially shattered, it continued towards him. Bump, bump, bump. In desperation, the man ran into the bathroom. He closed the door and he backed as far as he could. He knew that coffin would simply break down the door. However, the man did not intend to give up. Grabbing a bottle of cough syrup, he hurled it at the coffin. The bottle shattered, covering the coffin with the cough syrup. And the coffin stopped. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Guys, this one is called Hide and Seek. Oh God. Is it funny? I don't think it's funny. It's not funny. Oh, um, it's a legit scary, huh? Is it how scary? It's not too bad. I mean, it's a little scary. You want to hear it? On a range of one to five, five being the scariest. Oh, I'd probably say this is a solid like two and a half, maybe three. We can handle that, right? Can we handle that? Wait, what? So on a scale Wait, of one okay. to five, how one scary to ten. is it? One to ten. One to ten? Yeah. It's probably a five, six. Uh, it's not bad. Gwenny, what do you think? Fine. Go for it. Gwenny, if you get scared, we'll go, we'll go into ten, okay? okay. <laughs> do you not want to hear this? Okay, fine. I'll do a different one. Okay. It's called Hide and Seek. Two young brothers were at home, alone in the apartment, while their parents visited their neighbors next door. Be good boys, their parents said. To keep themselves occupied, the boys decided to play a game of hide and seek. Oh God, oh God. The older boy <laughs> I turned- I don't think I want to go in the tent. <laughs> yeah, do you want to go in the tent? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the older brother turned his head to the wall and began to count. He could hear his little brother's feet as he scampered about looking for a place to hide. Ready or not, I'm coming, cried the older brother. And off he went looking for his brother. He looked in all the usual places, behind the sofa, in the bathroom, behind the shower curtain, and behind the curtains in every room, and under all the beds, but he couldn't find him. The apartment was eerily silent. Then he heard a scuffling sound coming from the wardrobe. The boy was sure he'd already looked there, but he went anyway and called out, come out, I found you, but there was only silence. Again, he called for his brother to come out, and again, nothing. Opening the door, the boy tried to peer behind the wall of dresses and coats hanging there. He bent down and couldn't see any feet. He began to rise up and put his hand out into the mass of clothing to feel for his little brother, when a hand came out and grabbed his wrist and tried to pull him into the clothes. As he pulled himself free, he heard a noise behind him looked over his shoulder and saw his little brother standing behind him. Couldn't you find me? asked the little boy. The older brother screamed in fright and desperately tried to free himself from the hand that was holding his wrist. The younger brother pulled his older brother free. They both ran from the apartment. 
Nobody knows what would have happened if the hand had managed to pull him in. Do you? Oh, there's a scary one. You know where he went wrong, Sky? He should have yelled, Red Robin. Because <laughs> <laughs> then, then he sees the hand and goes, Yum. Yum. Or he goes, Moving right along. I want to prove it. Red Robin. Yum. <laughs> he goes, yum, 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 yeah. I'm not a cook. Who wants Chuck to go? Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna grab it, you're the firemaster. Oh, the firemaster. Fire yeah. You gotta put that, put that powder in there. Oh, Sky. Oh, Andy, you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's muddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's muddy. <laughs> That's where Sky gets that from. Okay. <laughs> you're Andy. Thanks. Thanks. So once upon a time, I lived in a house in Benson. Oh, wait. Is this the gnome one? No. I can tell that one though. So I lived in a house in Benson, really old house, and it used to be my grandma's. And after she passed away, I bought the house and I lived there. And at the time, one of my coworkers from work lived in the basement and rented that out for me. But we shared the kitchen, which was right outside my bedroom door. And I always knew when my roommate was home because she wore high heels. And every time that she would walk up into the kitchen from her room downstairs, I would hear click clack, click clack, click clack. I would hear her high heels on the tile kitchen floor. And so one Saturday morning, it was about nine o'clock and I was laying in bed and it was winter time. And I was just too cozy and just too warm and I didn't want to get out of bed. So I was laying there and I was wide awake and I heard a click clack coming up the stairs from the basement. Click clack, click clack. And I said, oh, my roommate must be coming up to come get breakfast out of the kitchen. I heard the basement door open and it shut. Click. I could always hear it slam shut. And I hear click clack, click clack into the kitchen. And then it's quiet for about 30 seconds and then a minute and then two minutes and it's still really quiet. And I'm thinking to myself, what is she doing in there? Is she just standing there in front of the fridge or the cabinets trying to figure out what she wants for breakfast? And then I thought to myself, I better check to see if she's even home. So I look out my bedroom window out onto the street because she always parked in the same spot and her car wasn't there. So then I got to thinking, what if she's not even home? But I was too, I was too afraid to open my bedroom door and peek into the kitchen and check. But after a few minutes, I did, and I peeked around the corner, and you know what I saw? Her? Nothing. Uh-huh. There was nobody in the kitchen. Spooky, spooky. And I called her uh, later that day, and she said, not only was she not even home at the time, she didn't even come home the night before. So I was home all alone at the time. So I'm not sure who it was that walked up the basement stairs or opened the door or closed the door or walked into the kitchen. But whoever it was disappeared and apparently they couldn't decide what they wanted for breakfast that well, morning. Maybe <laughs> Santa! Maybe Santa! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Santa is things? magical, buddy. You're right. And he has big boots. It makes sense. It does. Oh my <laughs> Maybe it was the same <laughs> one that left <laughs> wet footprints. Did you put another yeah. thing in the fire? Or is it just that it's blue from the first one? That's the that's a new one. Oh, oh that's so cool. Guys, I have a ghost King, story that King, happened to me King. for real. Okay. Let's hear it. You want to hear it? And then we can hear yours. It's very so. short and not really scary at all, but anyway. So it was October 13th, aka Spooky Day. Yeah, and I was sitting at the kitchen table eating breakfast, and it was cloudy outside, because it was, and I heard tap, 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 tap on the glass. I turned around, and I didn't see anything, and I was like, but Cody is inside, so she wouldn't be, like, scratching, and plus it didn't even sound like Cody scratching on the door, so I, con so I continued eating my breakfast, and then I heard tap, 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 tap. And so I turned around, nothing, still nothing. So I got really freaked out and I still kept eating my breakfast. And then I heard tap, and I turned around and nothing was there at the end. Wow. Ooh, that's pretty scary. Is that our new house or the old house? The new one. Uh oh. What's in the woods outside? Dun, dun, dun. The Bigfoot handprint that was on the inside window. of the person's <laughs> there was door. Oh, window. gosh. The bay window in the, in the living room. Um, Anyways. <laughs> you know, that woodpecker that left a big oh, woodpecker. Yeah, those woodpeckers. Um, yep, those woodpeckers. So I have a story about my old work. And I had, oh my gosh. I had, I had hours that were really interesting because I worked IT at the time, Pack and Empathize here. And um, I couldn't really work on a lot of the stuff while people were using it. So I had to come in at night and work on some of the network and some of the stuff at work. So I would come in sometimes at 3 or 4 in the afternoon and work until midnight or later. And this is one of those nights. And um, there was a lot of small events that led up to this thing. And what happened was um, my desk, the chair at my desk that I was sitting at would get pulled. And I'd be sitting at it, and I would feel a gentle tugging on the back of my chair. Hmm. Like somebody was trying to rock my chair. And over time, I just started to ignore it. And um, one night, one of these late nights, um, the chair hadn't got, gotten tugged for a while, so I kind of started to kind of forget about it. And I had heard footsteps coming down this long hallway mm. in our work. So I did an all call where you push a button and you can page all the phones in the entire building and say, hey, you know, who's in the building? And I did that and nobody answered. And so I got up, walked around, looked for the janitor, looked for anybody and the building was completely empty. So I go and sit back down and I start hearing the footsteps again down the long hall. So I decide I'm gonna leave. <laughs> Smart. I get my stuff. And I look down that long hallway and I still don't see anything, but I don't hear anything at that point either. But I definitely had heard footsteps. So I get my jacket on and as I'm putting my jacket on, I feel something catch the jacket, not my arm, but the jacket itself. Like it almost got stuck on a stick or a coat hanger. And I look down and I don't, there's nothing holding my arm, but there's definitely something holding my coat back. When I look down, my coat comes free so I quick put in the code, I arm the alarm for the building, and I leave. And as I get in the car and I look back at the window that I was in, 
I get this intense feeling that I have somebody looking back at me. Oh no. I get in I get in my car and drive home. The next day I come in and our building administrator was angry. He was furious at me. He goes, Why did you set off the alarm last night? And I said, I, I didn't. What I armed the alarm but it didn't go off. What time was that? And he said it was about, you know, one o'clock in the morning. And I armed the clock at like 12.55, like 12.58 or something like that. Oh it went God. off. And so I asked him what, where the zone was that it went off because they have little zones where they get activated. And he showed me where it was. And it was in the exact spot that I was at where I heard the noise in the uh, hallway. So there you go. Was it like an old building? Or? It was an exceptionally old building. Was that the one that was like completely flat with like... Yeah. I'm it shook. was like a big labyrinth. <laughs> like there was weird pockets everywhere. I would remember I when I was young. Yeah. Yes, um, he is. I got really into like ESP as they called it at the time, and I was reading books about it. And uh, I decided I wanted to use my brain to move objects and be psychic. <laughs> and um, so one night, my brother and I were sharing a bedroom upstairs, and he had this He-Man sword. And it was, he went to sleep on his bed and it was laying on the floor next to his bed. So I decided I was gonna focus all of my brain power on moving that sword. So I laid in bed and in my mind, I tried to get everything out of my mind. I just laid there and I thought to myself, sword come, sword come, sword come. And I'd open my eyes and the sword was still over by his bed. And so I did it more and more. And one time I opened my eyes and the sword was laying next to my bed. Oh. I jumped out of bed and ran to my mom's bed. <laughs> oh, are you serious? That Dead worked? serious. That is friggin' I have awesome. no idea how the sword ended up by my bed, but I never tried it again. Were you saying it out loud? <laughs> so no, I thinking. was saying it in my mind. That's yeah. next level. So it's like yeah. Yeah. would have known her birthday. Yeah. yeah. I have that is so seriously so cool. They are very sure. Okay. I have one that's kind of like what Andy was saying when I was had one. Oh, well, just when I was younger, we lived across from the Methodist church where my dad was a pastor. And my mom always said, you know, just weird things would happen in that house all the time. And I would say weird things like, who's the man in the other room? And uh, I don't like the lady in my room. I don't remember saying that, but she, she said that. And I was petrified of certain, certain parts of the room, but... Um, so, well, gosh, which story do I tell? There's so many, but okay, here's one that's actually kind of cool. So um, we were having the youth group over at our house. I was really young, and so it's a whole bunch of teenagers over, and a cop knocks on our door. My parents open it. He says, there are three men who are headed to your house, and they're, they're dressed in long robes. They're, they don't have shoes on or anything. They look really weird. Um, and we want to warn you of this. And my mom is like, well, I want to meet him. So so here they come, and, and she's like, you know, telling the cops they can go and everything. And these men have long hair and, again, no shoes, long robes, wonderful smiles, wonderful demeanors. So my parents invited them in, and they said they are disciples of or something like that. It was something like that, that. But my parents didn't think they were weird. They were like really nice. And talked to the youth group and, and just kind of had a good time with everybody. And they didn't have any place to stay that night. So my parents said, you can stay at the church. 
across the street and and so they did they slept at the church overnight and my mom said come back for breakfast in the morning and they did they ate breakfast at our house and and uh, there was a funeral that morning at the church and and um, one of them said you know it's it's sad when people mourn the deaths of others because really they're passing on to, to such a wonderful beautiful place and you know everything that came out of their mouths it sounded like was just very eloquent and beautiful and things like that well it was time for them to go they had had breakfast and everything and, and um, my mom also had to leave because she had work to do and things so so she had all her stuff together and and they didn't have any belongings with them. They had come with like they had little satchels with like tea or something, and I don't think any money. And she said goodbye to them and thanked them for hanging out, and they thanked her, and and they left. And the the motion was she said they I'll, I'll act it out. So like they went out the door, and she said goodbye, and she turned around and locked the door, and turned around, and they were completely gone. And. Oh she she like like it was instantaneous they were completely gone and she thought okay this is weird maybe they hid in the bushes or something and she looked in the bushes and looked on and she even ran like ran around the house and they were absolutely nowhere so so, it so was, they ate her food and then just like left <laughs> <laughs> and how much and shared some good messages no, yeah, yeah but she thought the, the weird there really there was no place for them to have run and hide you know hid or anything so it was just a very odd thing, you know, but a lot of weird things went on in that house. But that was one that was not scary. It was it was just kind of mysterious. What's the story? I don't know who they were. That's still pretty awesome, though. That is. So hopefully you enjoyed some of those ghost stories. Like we said, we, we tried our best to keep it PG or PG-13 since the kiddos are around and, and uh, still need to sleep. Uh, it's funny, when it gets dark here at our campsite, you almost forget that we're flanked on either side by uh, by the lagoons, by the bodies of water. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't know this because you think of lake monsters, you think of the Loch Ness monster. Mm -hmm. And even if you think of lake monsters in the U.S., you think of um, Lake Champlain, you think of the Great Lakes, you right. think of things like that. But a lot, what a lot of people fail to, to remember is there's a, a rich history of uh of sea creature unknown kind of sea monsters uh in nebraska and iowa some quite famous ones actually from back in the day but that's what water does right yeah it's it's the it's the great equalizer we don't know what's what down there it's yeah. too murky it's too dark so yep. i mean heck whether it's a, a 20 foot fish or whether it's an unidentified species or you know maybe it's a plesiosaur you know we just don't know but there's there's always that chance that you know, when you're looking at a lagoon or, or a tributary that feeds into a larger lake, there could be something in there. Yeah, it's just it's this whole alien world that we can't really exist in, and so it's you know, without equipment and all that stuff. And this is just one of those things. Like an environment like this just invites that right in. I mean, sit on a dock and just kind of look at it. You know, your brain, unless you're just you know not not excited by this kind of stuff, but your brain is just just starts going places. Like, oh, what lurks behind that last little crest under that wave? There is a network that has recently been running a show, and I can't even uh, remember the name of it, but basically what the premise of the show is, is they take an area or a bottle, bottle, a body of water, and they, through computer-generated images, they can remove the water and show you what 
would that be, creature what would be underneath i think it's more geared towards history like okay. maybe sunken boats or yeah. you know lost cities things like that but it's kind of a cool show where they they imagine what a uh, specific body of water might have underneath it and, my goodness and, and you know com- magic of computers you know all the water gets pulled away and and you get a take a peek underneath so man and it's kind of fun you i'd know, love to see him do it for loch ness <laughs> right <know? laughs> please you know that's just it and this is probably more like ocean based but uh going back to one of our other episodes we talked about like the the bloop and all this i mean they kind of that same technology they are um demonstrating and showing these uh features that look to be actual like you know, man-made structures underneath the water. And maybe not saying that there's an active civilization living there now, but that there may have been at some point in time before the ocean and the, and even some of the larger lakes were the sizes that they are, or even were there at all, and then uh, and then now you have it, you know, submerged. But there's some really cool-looking uh, features. I know, like, off the, course of the coast of California, there's a couple of formations. I think even off the coast of Australia, they said that there was some... And, and I know Japan has those steps that they are convinced is an underwater pyramid. Right. There's just a lot of really cool like features that are just hidden by this, you know, this world that we really can't get to easily. When you watch any documentary, you know, whether they're searching for structures at the bottom of the ocean or, you know, unknown sea monsters, <laughs> it always ends kind of the same. You know, they get the guy with the most high-tech scuba gear and they send him down with a camera and they radio down, "What do you see?" You know, he can't see you can't see five feet in front of his face, right. you know, because it's too murky and it's too full of silt and mud and sand. Right, you know? right. We just don't know. Just don't know. We'll get there soon enough. But I figure, you know, as far as here, our camp spot at uh, Lake Okaboji, you know, if there's any chance of ever seeing uh, an unidentified or unexpected creature, uh, it'd probably be right starting right about now when oh. off-season kicks in because, you know, you got... Memorial Day to Labor Day, this place is packed, it's mm-hmm. loud, it's noisy, there's music, and any kind of creature with any sort of intelligence would kind of fade back yep. and probably would start to come out as it gets a little quieter. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun. I mean, we were so focused on getting here and camping that we didn't get to do a lot of research. So I would like to at some point maybe even start digging through the history of Okaboji and just see if there is any, you know, monsters or Bigfoot sightings or anything like that at all. It'd be kind of fun. Even UFO sightings. Even UFO sightings. Man, yeah, the night, the skies. You don't have to be looking down. you got to look up once in a while. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Oh, man. I love it. It's good times. Well, I think that's about uh, wraps this one up. It's a little short short and sweet episode, but uh, we had a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this one. Uh, Be sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. we are on um, uh, Podbean. Podbean, subscribe, iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Send us a review, please. Uh, love to get those reviews in. If we can get a certain amount of reviews, it opens us up to some more opportunities with our podcast. And we'd like to grow this if we can. See how far we can take it. And uh, please recommend it us. Share us with your friends. Anybody who you think likes to listen to some not too scary, but a little bit fun and creepy uh, uh, stuff, safe for the family. Where you're. We're your homeboys. <laughs> and I do want to keep this uh, family friendly, but we did have very positive feedback recently. One of our uh, loyal listeners is a big fan of Pat, says he has a <laughs> great voice for radio, and she kind of binged all 23, 24 previous episodes, and uh, 
and <laughs> a clear she, fan. She clear fan. She kind of hinted that she not only wanted his autograph, she wanted him to sign her bra, and <laughs> she she never said if she was entirely serious or not. But that's how's that for some iTunes feedback. Well done. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> not only am I a paranormal dad, I just have to say. I'm honored, but but yet I am a paranormal husband as well, so we'll just have to leave it at that. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Keep looking down, keep looking up, keep looking all around, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody. See ya. to see another one. Well, you can't have a super nice one. Even more sturdy it's, one? It's really fancy. You can play with that one. Did you one. give her a straight up Rubik's Cube? Is, is that this what is, that one? Yeah, this is like the actual Like, like a $4 one. special? Pretty much. Nothing's $4 anymore. Who am I kidding? Yes. Red, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> Look at our beginning. Nailed it. Got it. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. Everybody. <laughs> All right.